Hello, and welcome to another episode of Seattle to Unknown. I'm Sarah, and normally this is where Melinda would say, and I'm Melinda, but she is not here right now. But don't you worry, she will be back with us in just a minute later in this episode. Don't you worry. So, we had some technical difficulties, and by we, I mean me. Go figure. And as such, uh, I might have lost part of an episode, and we had to re-record it, which gave us a bit of a delay, and uh, so here we are. In our last episode, quarantini number 10, Melinda asked me a bunch of questions, and that episode actually got a little bit too long, so we had to uh, cut some questions out. So luckily, we've still got an episode for you this week. It's part two of questions part two. So, questions part 2.5? I don't know. You number it how you would like. Um, so, one thing that I would like to do really quickly before we dive into those questions that you missed out on last week is, um, and those are like travel questions, icebreakers, that type of thing. Because of corona and all that's been going on in the world, there hasn't been a whole lot of travel news that wasn't corona-centric, which is why I'm thrilled to bring you this week a travel news story that is a little bit less of a downer. I know, who knew that that still existed? So, our story comes this week courtesy of NPR, and the headline on this article is, Emus have been banned for bad behavior at a hotel in Australia's outback. So, it is exactly what you think it is. Two emus living in a area called Eureka, or Eureka maybe? I'm not certain. If you know how to pronounce it, let us know. They, it's a hotel in a small town in Australia, and eventually they had to ban their beloved emus from entering the building because, uh, one, that would be a frightening thing to wake up to, let's be honest. Uh, who wants them in your hotel? And two, uh, emus are a little bit messy and a little bit violent. So this hotel, apparently years ago, they had found a collection of emu eggs they hatched, and two of them just never really left the area. And the siblings, called Kevin and Carol, are now banned from going into the hotel because they kind of, uh, like, they stuck around. They knew that if they were cute and took photos with guests, then they'd get treats. But now they figured out, well, if they go around back and poke their head through the window, they can steal toast out of the toaster. And eventually they learned, well, if we just walk right in and go up the stairs, which nobody knew emus could do, <laughs> nobody knew these giant birds could go upstairs, um, that they could just go right into the bar and have themselves a drink. So the owner of the hotel, Gary Gimblet, says that they ended up putting a rope across the stairs with a sign that says no emus past this point, and their hope is that the the rope is at a high enough height and is strong enough that the birds won't just either limbo under it or burst through it. Uh, but when asked why it was such an issue, the owner said, it is not safe to get between an emu and food. They have a sharp, strong beak and their long neck can suck up food like a high-powered vacuum cleaner. And he goes on to say that they don't think it's an issue that their hotel is usually too crowded for the birds to fit in or that they're actually all that dangerous. I mean, they could be though, but he said they'd be more welcome guests, quote, if they had control of their bowels. They're a tad incontinent. 
In another article, he went on to say that watching an emu poop was like watching someone drop a bowl of porridge from a meter high. You know what? That's a visual I did not need. So you're welcome, audience. Now you know too, because misery loves company. So that was our news story of the week. If you're ever in Australia, maybe don't get too close to an emu, especially if they have to go to the bathroom. So now let's get into the rest of the questions from last week. Who in your friends and family group has their birthday next? What month is it? Next month is... My dad's birthday was yesterday. The next birthday will be my nephew at the end of August. It's a weird question to ask somebody. (laughs) Especially (laughs) if they're an actual stranger. Uh, What are you doing for your next birthday? Let's just make it to 2021 before we worry about that. (laughs) I know. Yours was very early on when things weren't this disastrous. Mm -hmm. And I was hoping that mine was far enough away that we'd be in a better state of things. But I don't think so. So there goes my birthday plans for the year. Yeah. Like, my birthday was towards the end of February, as it always is. And, like, things were just starting to ramp up. And I remember thinking, we, like, SARS wasn't that huge. Swine flu wasn't that huge. Like, this, this was back when we were all kind of blissfully ignorant about it. And then March hit and Italy happened. It was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Big time, oh, shit. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. And then it's like, well, maybe it'll be better in this month. Well, maybe it'll be better in this month. And now we're in July. And we're mm-hmm. like, well, we wear masks all day, every day. Mm-hmm. That's one gadget that I think I will be bringing from now on, is there will probably be a mask somewhere in my bag, just in case. Damn, we should have gotten some in China while we were there, just for the funsies and fashions of the ones they have. Yeah. Yep. I'm gathering quite the assortment of masks. I'm going to ask you this, even though I know the answer. What was your favorite pet? My favorite pet? Oh, Birdie. I mean... Yeah. Moose has got it really easy right now, though. She was a rad cat. Moose is my favorite current pet, because he's an only child until next month. What did you dream about last night? I had a dream that I was working for Rhett and Link of Good Mythical Morning, and they decided to film an episode while camping, but neither one of them knew how to camp. So I had to set up the tent, I had to cook them their food, I had to explain to them that the car in the playground is not an actual car and you cannot drive it. Why there's a playground? I don't know. (laughs) Because why not? It's dreamland. Exactly. Who would win in a fight? Optimus Prime or the Terminator? I've not watched any of the movies in either series, so I don't care. I have not watched either movies, but I'm going to say the Terminator because he'll be back. Sure. That's all. Not in smile. (laughs) Not in smile. Uh, Strict strict schedule or go with the flow? A mix. Beer or wine? Wine. Ooh, this is a good one. What's the best street food you've ever had? Um... 
takoyaki in Osaka was really good, even though Melinda called it lava balls. It was so hot on the inside of those, and it was just molten lava hot, dough and octopus. The kimchi dumplings in South in Seoul were really good. I feel like everywhere has something really, really good. I don't think we've had bad street food. No. The meatballs in LA were really good. Great balls. <laughs> That's the name of the food truck. I don't know why you're laughing. Uh, yeah, I mean, street food is by definition really good. You just have to find, like, the unique thing. I think we just have good taste in street food, and that's why we've gotten so lucky. Oh, you know what I've had in L.A. that I don't think you've had is, um, I'm going to pronounce it wrong, but elote, which is, I mean, it's just Spanish for corn, but it's like street corn with mayo and all kinds of spices and cheese and yeah. yeah. Oh, so good. Okay, I'm jealous. That sounds amazing. What destination, if any, have you found to be overrated? Where was your one-star review? I don't know that I've been anywhere that I thought was overrated. I've been to places where people have said, you're not going to like this. And then I went through and went, yeah, I agree. Let's find something else to do. You weren't um, disappointed with the stinky little mermaid? (laughs) I was not disappointed in the stinky little mermaid. I'm not going to sit here and be like, I'm such a happy, positive person that everywhere I go, I just love and enjoy it. I'd say I've had bad experiences, but nothing that I regret. Like, going up to the Great Wall of China was not a great experience. But... No. The Great Wall of China... Being there... Is great. Freaking amazing. There's a reason they call it that. It is breathtaking. That was probably, like, the happy place in China, because there's actually trees and nature, and it was was gorgeous up there. It's... Things that I like. Yeah, and going up to that height and then just seeing the world, like, sprawl out in all directions around you, it might be the only place that I can actually 100% say fits the bill of breathtaking because you just stand there and go, holy shit. Yeah, totally worth it. Uh, What's the most challenging thing you've done? (laughs) (laughs) Are you thinking of what I'm thinking of? I mean, maybe. Would it be the zip lining in London? Challenging? No. Slightly terrifying? (laughs) Yes. Detrimental to Sarah's shoulder? Definitely. Oh, yeah. Uh, Especially the rope, like, ladder net thing that you had to climb up that I just physically could not do. We call it a cargo net. Cargo net. That's what it is. Yeah. Come on. Haven't you watched Guts or Legend of the Hidden Temple? (laughs) Not recently. But... So it was a course with a lot of zip lines. And for some reason, I could not stick the landing. And I like skidded on my back every single time. And during one of those, I wrenched my shoulder really badly. But to get through the course, you had to climb up this cargo net. But I was trying to do it without my dominant hand because that shoulder hurt too badly. And climbing a ladder with one arm is not easy in and of itself but one that sways and has no, like, sturdy form to it. Like, I just sat down at the bottom looking up at Melinda going, I can't do it. I'm not going to do it. I can't. She's just like... It wasn't a ladder. It was a cargo net suspended in the air. And I was just like, I can't... To make Sarah sound a little less pathetic, in all fairness, it is tricky because it moves around a lot and your arms are kind of dead because it was towards the end of things. Yeah, and I... Like, I'm 
clutching one arm to myself and trying to climb it. And she's just looking down at me like, you don't have a choice. You got to do it anyway. Because yeah, like, like, you can't you stop can't here. You can't get down from here. <laughs> this is not the stopping point. Uh, countryside or city? Either or. Like, case by case basis. I don't have a problem with either. Do you prefer to walk, take public transport, transport, or take a private transport? Do you have to ask? Yes, yeah, there's that one friend that's like, oh, we can walk, and it's like going to Mordor. <laughs> Without the eagles. Yeah, there's no eagles. There's a bus to take you back because you realize like, yeah, we're not walking back. <laughs> uh, what was the last book you read? Book? Well, okay. The last book that I read was, God, like 10 books back. I can tell you that I finished the audiobook of the Ninth Princess Diaries book yesterday. Sweet Jesus, there's nine? There's 11. The last book I read was The Last Day by Andrew Hunter Murray. What was the last film you saw? The last film I saw was could be hamilton i think i've watched a couple things since then but i definitely watch hamilton recently which country has the best weather Mm, possibly italy the problem is the best weather for most people is roasting weather for me (laughs) so northern italy (laughs) yeah which religious or spiritual sites have you visited lots We've been to lots of churches, but I think the most spiritual experience that we have had in a church is when we went to that church in sort of rural, just outside of Helsinki, where when we walked in, the organist immediately started playing the theme from Rocky. (laughs) (laughs) I definitely felt closer to a God at that point. We just walk in and it was one of those like, wait, are are there? No, no, is no. it? Oh, it is. <laughs> we just kind of looked at each other, like back and forth. Well, it was slowly dawning on us where we knew this music from. Yeah, that was fun though. That's. It wasn't it like the oldest wooden church, and it burned down like every five years or something. It had a lot of fires yeah, to it. Keely was telling us about that. Yeah, she's like, yeah. I mean, it burns down every few years. So is it really the oldest church? Oh no, no. Yeah. <laughs> That was that was great. Yeah, that was fun. Um, do you feel better or worse for a change in diet? And I'm guessing this question means for like eating different foods or maybe eating richer foods than you normally would. I that's something that almost never registers with me unless it makes me like sick sick, like vomity sick, which has only happened once. I don't feel worse, but I know we eat, like, a lot more sweet things than I normally would. But I think that's kind of the point, is to try all the different things. Mm -hmm. Especially the candy. Or the chips. That's half the fun. Yeah. Uh, What's your favorite pizza topping? Is it bananas? (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) We've told that story before, so. I will never forget that. Yeah, it's my favorite. Go back to previous episodes to figure out what we're talking about with Sarah and bananas on the pizza. Yes. Um, I don't know that I have a favorite topping besides the fact if I see a menu 
for pizzas, like my eyes will naturally drift to the one that has jalapenos on it. But it's not like, ooh, I love jalapenos. It's just like, oh, spicy things are good. My favorite pizza combination right now is something I like to call a spicy Hawaiian. Ew, get out. No, I don't like where this is going. So it has pepperoni, pineapples, and jalapeno. And if you can, you put the spicy honey on top and maybe some olives. Spicy honey is good, though. It is. It's it's my new jam for pizzas, really. When I was in L.A., there was a pizza place that delivered to our office that had a pizza called the Angry Honeybee, and it was pepperoni, hot peppers, and honey. It was really good. Yeah, it's so good. I need to have hot honey at home. I need it. Okay. Well, you do work at a store. I think I think you could probably pick some up. Ooh, not all honeys are created equally. Uh, window seat or aisle seat? Window. I'm fine with either, honestly. I'm okay being the one that gets up, and I'm okay sleeping against the window pane. The thing for me is that because my legs are longer than most seats allow space for, I kind of sit at an angle, and if I'm on the aisle, my foot goes in the aisle, and then I get kicked and tripped on, and I'm the asshole who's blocking everybody's way. And they run you over with a drink cart. Mm Mm-hmm. Is there anything you wish you'd done before you left home? No. Gone pee. Besides going to Target a few more times? (laughs) Solid choice, but make sure it's not like the murder Target. Aw, good memories. I miss you, murder Target. Nope. (laughs) Uh, Who would win in a fight? Batman without his gadgets or Superman without his powers? Batman without his gadgets. Because he fights hand-to-hand. Superman's got to have his super strength to be able to do any of that. Batman's just a regular dude who likes brawling. This is true. What's the longest single journey you've taken? Uh, LA to Auckland. It was like 14 hours? I mean, there's nothing interesting in that. It's just that's the furthest distance I've ever flown. It's long, yeah. Mm -hmm. What's the best thing you've bought? Um... I mean, gadget-wise, when we were in Norway, I think it was, we went to a travel store and I picked up those Matador flat pack toiletry pouches, and those are really nice. I've used them for everything since then. Yeah, those were freaking amazing. I mean, not day-to-day use, but I have to clean those out. One of them still has toothpaste in it. Dishusting. (laughs) One star. <laughs> Do you think you'll stay friends with the people you've met? Generally, when we're traveling and we meet up with people, it's people I already knew. So, yes, because that'd be super rude to meet up with them, have them show us around, and then be like, peace out, never speaking to you again. Yeah, they've all been super amazing guides, and I appreciate them so much. Yeah. What's been your weirdest moment? <laughs> um, I've got two. So the first one was when I was an exchange student in Aachen. Aachen is known for their sulfur baths. And I was staying with like an intermediary family because my host family were on vacation when I arrived. So I had like a week with this, or maybe even fewer than that, a few days with this family that was just going to stay, keep me there until my real host family showed up. So they took me into Aachen. We went to the bathhouse 
but just like outside because it's like architecturally very interesting looking, but we weren't going into the bath. And I didn't know what they were trying to tell me because the host's mom did not speak English. And obviously I spoke very, very little German at the time. And so she scooped up some water and held it up to me. And she did like this gesture with her hand and then held it to my face. I didn't realize she was trying to tell me to sniff it so I could smell the sulfur in the water. I thought she wanted me to drink from her hand. (laughs) And so I went in to take a sip and she like dropped like her hand was no longer cupped. She just kind of let it go and like held her hands up by her head like, ah, and then she points to her nose and goes, ah, I see, I see. (laughs) But for a moment there, yeah, I almost took a sip of sulfur water from what was essentially a stranger's hand. Well done, Sarah. Yes. And the other one also involves water, which is when we were in Helsinki and so Helsinki obviously has a very rich sauna culture, which is not something I don't think either of us really had any experience with. I've saunaed. Oh, well, I had not. In Iceland. But one of the steps before you sauna is that you have to take a shower and like bathe before you get into it. But we were there together, which would be slightly less weird if it were just the two of us, but it was us plus another one of my very generous friends who was acting as a guide for us she was also a former co-worker and she goes okay first step shower it's like you know i don't think i'm there yet i don't think i'm in a place where i'm gonna shower in for in front of a former co-worker and she goes well uh, we can wait outside so we each individually took showers while the other two looked the other way essentially There was, like, a locker room area and then the shower, like, off to the side. So depending on your angle, you could probably see. But, like, other than that, it was pretty, pretty isolated. Fairly isolated. Unless somebody else walked into the locker room. Which happened as well. But where she was sitting, she had a direct view of the shower. And I was just like, mm." I know that's a prudish American thing to not be okay being naked in front of other people. But, like, I just can't see my coworkers naked. I can't do it. At least it's, like, a chosen coworker and not, like, the whole group of them. Right. Well, and it was funny <laughs> because I was telling another coworker later about this. And she goes, I've been saunaing. Like, we've had team events where we go to the sauna and we've all bathed in front of each other. It's like, you were Canadian. You were supposed to be on my side about this thing. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like... um. We went to one of the spas in Iceland. This is another friend and I. And that's what you do. You shower before you go into, like, the pools because it's, like, the natural spring waters and whatnot. So it's it's just a row of showers and this is what you do. Okay. We're going for it. We want to do this. We're going for it. So the next day when we were out and about exploring, there was a mom with her little kid saying his name. And it's like... Oh, we saw you yesterday. (laughs) But, like, you're never going to see them again. So it's completely fine. I get that. Like, complete strangers, this is, like, a one-off thing that we happen to be at the same location the next day versus someone that you worked with. It's a Mm -hmm. little bit more awkward, but, you know, 
if you want to have the experience, if you want to do the thing that's big there, you kind of have to jump in with both feet. Uh, well, or both cheeks. I don't know. <laughs> All the cheeks. Um, the funny thing is, is when I was in second or third grade, I had a neighbor who was from a family who had recently immigrated from Korea. And they, there was a Korean bathhouse in Federal Way that we went to. And her parents phrased it to us as, we'd like to take Sarah swimming. And so I was like, sure, swimming. I like swimming. I didn't like swimming, but, you know, I wanted to have a friend. So... We went to their bathhouse, and of course it is Korean style, so it is naked swimming. And I did not know that. I kind of got used to it. Like, it was like, oh, this is a little weird. But I remember afterwards in the locker room as we were getting dressed to go home, her mom said something to her in Korean. She talked back, and like, they were just kind of chatting, but they were both looking at me. And later Mm -hmm. I asked her, I was like, Jenny, what did your mom say? She was, oh, she said, look at her. See, she needs a bra. You don't need one yet. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) okay that's not nearly as bad it's the rule of thumb is if someone can't fix it in five minutes don't make a comment about it because they're probably well aware right well no she was just telling jenny like see that's a person who needs a bra you do not need one darling that's that's a lot better (laughs) but still i was like oh i don't know if i liked being made an example of (laughs) So it must have been like third, fourth grade, not second grade, but still. Still, yeah. Okay. That's not so bad, but yeah. I did not go swimming with them again after that. Oh. Would you rather see a lot of places or get to know one really well? A little of column A, a little of column B. I think you don't know if you want to get to know a place really in depth until you've experienced it a little bit. There's definitely a good handful of places that I want to go back to and spend more time there but i wouldn't have necessarily known that without going there for a while to begin with right do you prefer hot cold or temperate places temperate i can deal okay with cold the problem is is hot like the sunscreen regimen is it's a lot to maintain but i lived in la and i managed that just fine so no hotter than la (laughs) <laughs> What's the most interesting animal you've seen? I saw a kiwi in New Zealand. Ah, jealous. You like if you see a picture of them, it's one thing, but to see them actually physically move, like they don't just walk, they like undulate. It's very weird. It's like you're just a little floof with a uh, with legs. Yeah, it's basically, you know how like a chicken's neck kind of bobs forward and backwards as they walk? Mm-hmm. It's that, but it's the whole body. Yeah, I want to see that. Let's go. Next year. Why did you come to this place? Because I could. Or are they talking about the website? Their website? I did not go to their website. I probably will not be going to their website. <laughs> you did by proxy, so... I did not click that link. <laughs> Uh, who at home emails you the most often? Emails? I feel like this is a little outdated, yeah. Yeah, nobody emails me. I could if you want me to, but... Nah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How many photos have you taken? <laughs> Way too many. Okay, bear in mind that two years of my photo history accidentally got deleted. 
So 2016, 2017 does not exist in my photo stream. And I have 14,000 pictures. My mom has something over 200,000. So really, who's the problem here? Yikes. Delete shit. What was the best place that you've stayed in? Uh, The best place I have stayed is probably a castle in Dresden. It was converted into a hotel and I stayed there back in 2005-ish. Sounds cool. Yeah, it was nice. You know you're in a fancy place when you walk in and there's two bottles of free welcome wine and a decanter. And I'm like, I'm 16. I can't have any of this. Sure you are. You're old enough. It's fine. <laughs> uh, who is your dream travel companion? Uh, I'd say Rick Steves, but I feel like his like monotonous like 90s thing would get me a little stabby pretty quick. Uh, my dream yeah. travel companion is someone with a lot of money. Anthony Bourdain. I feel like his... It could be zombie Anthony Bourdain. No. Mm-mm. No? No. You might eat your brains instead of the hors d'oeuvres. As he is apt to do, yeah. <laughs> He'll eat anything. Uh, what is your dream traveling experience? Just getting to travel unending without threat of pandemic? Like, I'm not setting the bar high at the moment. I just literally need to not be in this apartment. (laughs) Right. I want to travel somewhere outside of this apartment. Outside, outside, outside. Are you usually early, late, or bang, on time? Either on time or late. Sounds about right. Bunching jumping? Bungee jumping? Yes? No? Nah. I prefer the scenery from the bridge more so than from over the side of the bridge. What if it's like one of the like the chair swing things? Nah, I'm good. <laughs> All right, we've got the last couple ones, which are just be- which is about perfect. Cause I'm running out of canned wine. Uh, how would you describe yourself in three words? Getting little sleepy. That's oddly specific to right now. Yes, it is. All right. This is the last one. Are you ready? Ready. Who would win in a fight? (laughs) Me or you? What type of fight? It doesn't say. You're scrappy, but I'm still a lot bigger than you are. I feel like all it takes for me is to put my hand on your forehead. No. It's me. That's what she'd like you to believe, but let's be honest. She could be foiled by a hand on the forehead. No, I'm not that small. I'm not like Kevin Hart small. I mean, you're close. I don't think. Wait, how tall is he? (laughs) The fact that you don't know means that you probably are. I feel like we've talked about this, but not with Kevin Hart, but with like Tom Cruise. And then we talked about um, his middle tooth. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, no. Kevin Hart is 5'3". Yeah, I'm taller. Yeah, but by how much? One inch. <laughs> See? And to be fair, it's 5.35. Half an inch. <laughs> 
I mean, you're uh, scrappy. I'm giving you that. But you're also an itty-bitty human. I think I'd win still. I mean, you'd fight dirtier, but again. I would have to. Like, tiny ineffectual fists aren't going to get you much. You forget I have an older sister that I would beat up. You forget I have an older sister that I would beat up, plus all of my male cousins. And then she would scream and cry until they gave her a kinder egg. Basically. Yeah. All right. And that concludes 100 Things to Ask a Traveler. So this time for reals, that was the end of our questions from careerbreak.com. I don't actually know a whole lot about that website. Melinda tracked it down. It appears to be a website for people who are taking either a sabbatical or a year off or something like that. You know, like a work gap year. So if you would like to see those questions in their entirety, just Google careerbreak.com. Careerbreaksite.com. See, I caught it. Don't write us letters. I know what it really is. (laughs) Uh, So... If you come back next week, we are going to have an episode about our travel bucket list and experiences we want to have once traveling resumes. And uh, just remember, it's an adventure. So get to know the people traveling with you by asking them some questions. And if you don't have any good questions in mind, Google that website and find them. Join us next week for more adventures. Bye! Hi, everybody. Thank you for listening to another episode of Seattle to Unknown. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave a rating on whatever platform you are listening to us on. If you're interested in following us, look us up on Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. We're on all three platforms as at c to unknown That's S-E-A-T-O unknown. Or you can jump right onto our website, www.c2unknown.com. I'm on Twitter and Instagram as at S-A-R underscore S, and Melinda is on both as at Hooligan Monster. If you have any travel stories or tips you want to share with us, please reach out to us at our email, which is c2unknown at gmail.com. Thank you, and we hope to see you back here next week. Bye!